Welcome. You are tuned into a message from the camp series of Livingstone's Family Church. This series of messages will stir up faith in your heart and empower you to be a strong believer. God bless you as you listen. So the whole message is that you have to develop a strong spirit to serve God. If you want to serve God, you must develop your spirit. Because we serve God with our spirits, through our soul and in our body. The body is not the means by which we serve the Lord. The Bible says that we should present our bodies as instruments. So you cannot tell someone to present something. You know, it means that that thing is not the actual thing. So our real us, the real you, is your spirit, your inner man. And it is your inner man that must serve God. Now, if your inner man is serving God, you, your body, your outward will serve God because your inner man, sorry, your outward expression is a man, is, sorry, your, what you do on the outside is the expression of what is inside you. Amen. Amen. So if you want, if anyone here wants to serve God, serving God is not about praying. That is a physical activity. Serving God is not about coming here and sing. It is not about dancing. It is not even about preaching. It is our spirit that is serving God and is using the body as a means of service. So your body is a means through which you serve God. Amen. The things that we do are means by which we serve God. So if someone is weak physically, it means that the person is weak spiritually. Now, we are, I'm not talking about bole, you know. Bec- I'm not talking about body. I'm not talking about mojo, you know, mojo one. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about there's a certain kind of strength that you have in your inner man that strengthens even your physical body. You know, there are many people that they cannot endure difficulties. Such people are weak spiritually. People who cannot endure hardship, they are weak mentally. So, and you cannot serve God. No one can serve God by being weak. You cannot serve God by being weak. I'm not saying that in your, don't quote pastor, the Bible says in your weakness, then I'm, I'm strong. That's not what I'm talking about. When God was telling Paul, or Paul was talking, that God told me that in my weakness I am strong. Paul, Paul. In his weakness, Paul's, Paul's weakness is someone's <laughs> superhuman. <laughs> no, so don't misunderstand the scriptures. It has a place for that. So someone said, "Oh, my weakness is so." No, there is a place for that. Paul said, "I serve God." He said, uh, oh, "Sorry, I've forgotten the scripture." Amen. Amen. I've forgotten the quotation. It's allowed. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's good. Amen. I didn't pen it down. <laughs> I was trying to rack my brains. But my man she said. Praise the Lord. But it's good. Alright. So Paul was saying that he served God with his spirit. He served God with his spirit. Now, why do, we, why do we like talking about serving God? Because you see, whenever God calls someone, he calls a person to serve. What in the sight of God, people are, every human being is serving someone. So, as people are sitting there, like you see footballers, God is seeing that they are serving someone. There are people, people are either serving mammon, they are serving people. There is no person who is not serving. If you are working, who are, what are you doing? It, it is today that we have changed the name that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an employee. But forget about it. You are serving. Because it's someone, who, it's someone who has set up his own company. And you want some food to eat. And then he has told you, okay, come and work with me. So it's the same thing as someone who is having his house. And you wanting some food and coming to do wash the dishes for the person. 
there's nothing there's no difference i mean i had someone that is being paid be, because as a clerk you know the person I, I asked what is the person doing the person is entering data i'm like ah so this one too is work entering data is work that someone has to be paid think about it all that the person is doing that the person is putting in something inside and the person is is, is being paid that is service it's, it's nothing so when people say that serving god is not work i don't know what is going through their head because what is what is serving what is working about entering data what is what is it someone has gone to university for four years to go and enter data and to read and to read the data and he calls himself data analyst it's, a, it's, just, it's just a big name but the reality is that the person is just putting in data and he's trying to read oh that's all the mean the data means and then comes to tell someone and that one too, we pay the person thousands of dollars. So when we tell the person that, oh, you, are, you have an employee in a Google as a data, and I say, oh my God, I'm happy. And I was like, I want to praise the Lord. I'm... But, we, but we don't see sweeping in the house of the Lord as service. We see that it's a chore. No, may, may God change your mind. Amen. So everyone is seven. If you don't have any good, any other example, you, you look at your, you and your mother. You cook some. As long as you're in the house, everything about everyone around my sister, my other sister, every, once she's cooking, everyone around her will cook. <laughs> Go and buy the okro. After that, kofa potoyoa bra, then eta, then everything you have. So at every point in time, you are seven. Yeah. And now what God does is that He takes us out of a place of service into another place of service. Why? Because where we are seven, they have the power to enslave us. And so God does not want us to be enslaved. Shatawale is seven. Yeah. Everyone is seven. So I so Patapa is seven. You know, now people may serve. People may serve people may serve through different means. But many people are serving mammon. They are under the slavery of mammon. Many people are under the slavery of wicked men. And when God sees us, he's not happy about that. Then he takes us out of that place of service into another place of service. Why? Because men were created to serve. Our whole DNA is to serve. And that is why we are elevated by service. We gain by service. We are promoted by service. Anyone who does not like serving cannot be promoted. Money flows to the people who serve the most. You know. So you cannot say that you are not serving. But guess what? In this world, the only person who is good is God. And anyone that you are serving at a point in time, the person is going to disappoint you and the person is going to mistreat you and the person is going to use you for his selfish purposes. But God is the only one that when you serve God, you rather become better and you fully express yourself. And that is why God wants us to serve him. That is why God has called us. In the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says that he has called us to be kings and priests unto God. You see, he didn't call us to become members. He didn't call us to become citizens. In fact, the reason why we become citizens is so that we can become kings. By becoming citizens, we are eligible to become kings. By becoming citizens, we are eligible to become priests. So the Bible says that we are called, that he has, he has called us to make us a kingdom, a nation of priests and of kings. There is another part that says that we are also prophets. So all of us, by because of Jesus Christ, because we have received the Holy Spirit, we are all kings, we are all priests, and we are all prophets. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sure another time we can go deeper into these things. So there is no Christian who has been called to sit down. There is no one. In fact, when you look at, look at the parables of Jesus, there is always punishment for, for people who don't do anything in the kingdom so remember that we have the family aspect of god and we also have the governmental aspect 
No, apart from the serving God, we are in the kingdom of God. We are not just in the family of God. We are in the kingdom of God, and the kingdom is about government. The kingdom is about administration. So it means that once you have been brought into the kingdom of God, you have been brought to serve God. And believe you me, many people think that by, by chasing their dreams, they'll become better. No, God knows you better than yourself. It is rather by pursuing what God has given you to do, that's when you become the best. Amen. So that is why we have to, that's why we are talking about this, because every one of us has been called to serve God. So tell the person sitting by you, have been called to serve God. Amen. Now, so we are seeing developing a, a, a strong spirit. What are the signs of someone who has a strong spirit? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Hello. Please, we have meeting. Will you be coming? Ah, what? Ah, and then nine o'clock. Oh, I'll be coming. He said, oh, when? Should I? Oh, you don't need to come and pick me. Ah. Then in the morning, you wake up. As soon as you call, he picks. I'm awake. I'm dressing up. He said, okay, you can take the lead. I'm, I'll be coming. He said, okay. As you get to church, it is 8.59. Where are you? I'm in a car. 9.30. Go. The number that you're calling is out of coverage. <laughs> hey. Hey. Then you realize that. I said, I didn't show. Like, you don't know whether to cry. <laughs> I saw someone, one, one of the people in church. I, I went to church. Ah, People had surrounded the person. What was I thought the person was not feeling well at some sheep be <laughs> the person was crying you see it is in serving god that you begin to know that people are liars you know after serving god like someone that you really love someone that you really cared for and the person is like the person even didn't know who they it is through your guidance through your, that the person now knows and the person can read books and understand now the person feels like now, now the person, the person is reading, the person is reading Bishop Eight Oye the Pope books, and so when we are preaching, it's like, yeah, say that, pastor. He said, pastor, pastor of late, he's not. I said, he's not deep. It's not deep. He said, like, we want, we want to hear about, you know, the mystery, the mystery of Aaron's beard. You know, why, it, why it was white you know and you are talking about seven things seven steps to the anointing and even the seven steps and uh, you have to go to uh, a man of god uh, so you should be talking about the mare and the and the cinnamon you know and the olive you know i said i said i said you know you know and it's all is it a big it's all who they nothing. It's, it is it is in serving God. People can do things. They, like, your heart can be so broken. You know, people can irritate you so much that you can lose patience. Like, you see, it is in serving God that, that you begin to know who you really are. You you think you are you think you are you are, you think you are humble. Wait wait and start serving God. You think you are patient. You you you, you think you hey. Self con oh I'm, I know how to hey. what someone can say you wish to release th seven the seven thunders of God upon the person because the person can do something to get you but you see all these things God will allow to come your way because you have to navigate through all these things and become strong amen, amen. now why do you have to become strong because that there is no one, there is no call that is easy. There is no person that God called, and it was an easy call. Let's start from Noah. For it was, I'm sure it was around 2,000 years ever since the, the fall of man, because when you start calculating and other things, over 2,000 years. For 2,000, and no one, they had not seen rain. Suddenly, God says, my guy, um, go and build me an ark. Okay. It's going to rain, okay? And Noah said, okay, what is an ark? He shows him and everything. He said, you're going to build it. You're a family. Go and tell people. 
Hey, everybody is going to rain. They have never seen rain. He's so f- ah, what is he talking about? What's he talking about? From the de- uh, uh, someone from the descendant of Seth. We respected you. Are you going crazy? It has never rained. We don't even know what, rain, what is rain. You are telling us that it's going to rain. It's impossible. We have seen things. This is impossible. We have mighty people. It's impossible. He preached for about 100 years telling people about the coming of the coming flood, the coming judgment. No one will believe him. I'm sure people were mocking him. People were teased. Do you think it's easy to build an ark? I don't know why God did not let like Noah speak and the ark was him to be. No. He had to break. He had to. I don't know whether he knew carpentry. It was a, it was a difficult thing. Do you think it's easy to go and cut the wood and carry the wood? And bring the wood, even logistics alone, eating, supply chain, the supply chain, and other things. It was not an easy thing. Do you, it is not easy to be in an ark for 40 days with, with animals. Have you ever smelled the poo of, 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 a, of a cow before? So huge. Poo. <laughs> And you have to clean it. Do you think it's easy? Do you think Noah did not have friends? Some of his friends perished. I'm sure that when the ark was closing and the rain was coming, people were shouting, Noah, open the door, open the door. Knocking, trying, people were trying to grab themselves. But Noah couldn't do anything. It was not an easy thing. It was not an easy thing to hear his relatives dying, crying for him. It was not very easy for him to see the people that he had lived with for more than 200 years dying. It was not an easy call. The same thing with Abraham. Abraham, he, had, he, was, very, he was in a very good land. But yet, God said, leave your land. Not only land, leave your family. There are people who didn't come to come because their mothers and fathers did not allow them. You see, you see, may such people grow to leave their fathers and mothers. You must cut the umbilical cord. There is no time for me to go there. Like, hey, at this age of your life, 20 years old, you cannot go for camp. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, so because of that, as long as you don't overcome such things, God cannot entrust something into your hands. Because everything that God, you know, God will try you before he gives something to you. After everything that Abraham did, he left his family. And he told a wife, I'm sure that, I'm sure that Sarah was grinding pepper, preparing bankudi about eating. He said, Sarah, pack a echo. He said, where are we going? We are going. To where? I don't know. But who is telling you? It's like, I heard a voice. Ah, a voice. Oh, I believe it's God. But I didn't see. Let the person come and tell me. Do you know that it could be that it was, it was, it could have been a thought. It could have been that God spoke to Abraham through a thought. It could have been that God spoke to Abraham through a dream. Some of you, you have received, you have had dreams and vision, prophecy, they've laid hands, legs, everything on you, and they've told you, and they've told you that you are going to do the work of God still. God, is it you? God, is it you? Sure. But Abraham, now think about it. You are leaving everything because of one dream that you cannot guarantee. At that time, they didn't know God as we, used, we, we know now. They were worshipping idols. So, Abraham was an idol worshipper. So, he didn't know. Like, he had a voice, like a vision, a dream. And it's like, he's going. Sarah should follow. Other people should follow. And he took all his servants, every single thing about. And they were following. And he said, so where are we? You see, there's no problem to leave. But tell us where we are going. You are saying you don't know. So we have become wondrous. Suddenly, because we have become nomads. 
you know, some people cannot follow some leader because like, I don't know the vision of the leader and we are following and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Let the leader come and tell us the vision and this person and a lot of nonsense. Abraham left and he didn't know where he was going. When he, when, as he was walk, walk, walking and God said, this is the place. Then when he got there, he was expecting that, oh, then God said, eh, Abraham, you know, there's, and I, I didn't tell you, eh, the, the land there, um, there are people on it, okay? So, it is in the next 400 years that it, it, it's going to become yours, your children. As like, you know, one thing is that you let me leave my family. Another thing, you let me go where I don't know. But now I've come to, the place is not for me. I have to wait for 400 years. <laughs> Will I be alive? No. And God said, no, your children. Ah, my children. God said, yes. That is the call of God. <laughs> so, so today, today, God is calling you as like, God wants me to serve God. I don't know what, to do, what I'm doing. Share. As you are here. God has called you. You may not know where we are going, but God has called you. All that you have to do is follow. You will be fine. As you serve God, you will be fine. Now, after all this, God promised him, Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. God said, okay. Abraham said, God, I believe you. 25 years. Do you know that they had passed menopause? So, because, you know, when someone is still in the normal period, at least at the end of the month, you know whether you succeeded or not. Yeah. But for Abraham and Sarah, after they, after they do things, they have to wait for three or four months. Are there signs? Then if, if, let's say, Sarah ate and had a bloated stomach, it's like, ah, it's coming. Then the following day when she goes to the loo, flat, oh. That's what the Bible says, hoped against hope he believed. So it's like after every three, four months, that's when they'll be able to know whether they were successful or not. Now think about living with this kind of feeling for 25 years. It's not a joke. That, you see, that is the call of God. And I'm to Father Abraham has my son. Do you know what Abraham did? <laughs> not, not, listen, not only that. After doing all this at long last, God gave him the child. He thought it has ended. Then one day, God said, eh, Abraham, you know what? That's your son. Then God said, that son that you like most. So God didn't leave it because I, Abraham would have taken Ishmael, easy. <laughs> easy. But the child that you love, go and sacrifice him. So what again must Abraham do to prove that he believes in God? But still God tested him. This is the call of God. Listen, Jesus Christ, God called Jesus. Jesus could have failed. Yeah. God allowed Jesus to get to the place where he could fail. That is why Jesus, even Jesus had to pray, Lord, if it is possible, let this car pass over. Because he had seen everything. God allowed him to experience the joy of being with people, relations, and other things. God gave him, God, you see, it's, it's a wonderful thing when you touch the lives of people. And people around you, people who love you around you. Then suddenly he's supposed to leave everything. And he's not just going to go to heaven, leave them like that. Too. He has to go to the cross. That is the call of God. Every call involves a cross. And that is why you must develop a strong spirit. This one is just telling you about why you have to have a strong spirit. Because the call of God requires that you are strong. Many people want to be safe. Safe. But listen, it's better that you are strong than safe. Because if you are strong, you can be safe. But if you are weak and your safety is taken away from you, you are you're on your own. So, is there a reason to develop a strong spirit? Yeah. Now, and each and every one of us that has been called 
we are going to have similar in our own way such call such um, uh, circumstances in our lives and many people have fallen away when God allowed this thing to come into their lives God they fell away they did not recognize it do you know that sometimes betrayer is part of it it's part of it you take it like that disappointment disappointment is part of it it's part of the core and so that is why you must develop a strong the people who don't have a strong spirit they are the ones who backslide the one who give up paul said demas has left me and i was so surprised that in so many letters paul made reference to demas i was so shocked that demas the bible said demas has forsaken me demas did not develop his, his, a strong spirit may you develop a strong spirit in jesus now in rounding up because the time is up bass All right. So how do you develop a strong spirit? I hope I've made a case, isn't it? So now there are other aspects I didn't talk about developing. Developing. You have to know that everything that you see was developed. Every athlete that you see was developed. We learn how to drive. No one was born driving. We develop the ability to speak. Each and every one of us has the ability, has God's given ability in us. But except you develop it, it will never come out. I have seen people, you know, pushing or pulling aircrafts. They develop their muscles. If some people are millionaires, they develop the financial IQ. If some people are good leaders, they develop the leadership skills. No one should say that I don't know how to lead. It is inside you, but it has not been developed. Some people say that mercy is natural talent. Let me tell you, mercy developed it. It, could, it can be by, um, uh, uh, not consciously, but things happen to allow that particular thing to develop. For example, many people take for granted the ability to feed, to eat, but you developed it along the way. You learnt it. Yeah. You develop it. It's, it's inherent. You have the ability, but you developed it. You know, some years ago in the early 20th century, they discovered a child who was raised by, I think, some, um, some animals. And he was around six years. They, were, they, were, they tried to teach the child how to laugh. It's after one and a half years before the child learns how to smile. So even the laughter, it was developed. But the, because of the environment that we, have, we find ourselves, that environment is causing us to develop the God-given attribute that has been placed in us. So you may think that, oh, you are like that. No, you developed. In the same way that inside you, there is greatness inside you that needs to be developed. Some of you can, may become the next Wigglesworth. Say amen. amen. You see, some of you, you don't, listen, you don't know what you can achieve. Many years ago, if you have told someone that we are, human beings were going to fly, they would have told you it is impossible. But now men can fly. Wow. You know, you don't know what is inside you. You don't know your abilities. God knows what is inside you. God knows how much good you can do. And that is why he wants you to develop. You that you are seated here, never look down on yourself. Because there is something great in you. The Bible says that God has placed his seed inside us. It's the seed of greatness. You are a great person in Jesus' name. And you must develop it. Look at this place. This place was not. This place was nothing. Do you know that? Do you know why this place is beautiful? Because you see, Bishop Dak allowed the creative nature in him to develop. Each and every one of us was, create, was created after the image of God. God creates. Therefore, we all have the ability to create. Yeah. God, and that is why I believe that we are going to do wild creation. We are going to do wild things. You see, there is no extent to which each and every one of us can become. It's just that sometimes we look down on ourselves and we have not developed ourselves. Some of you can become the next president. Yeah. May you become the next millionaire. Yeah. 
because of you may nation rejoice hallelujah so there is greatness in you there is greatness in you tell the person there is greatness in you you may not believe it but i'm here to tell that there is greatness in you you are not a failure you are not going to fail as long as you are in this ministry you are not going to fail because there is greatness in you and our and our responsibility is to unearth this greatness that is why we are having this kind so that you may develop the greatness that is inside you listen god wants you to become like him that when you speak one word things happen and you are going to become like that i see you building companies multinational companies i see you becoming a pastor of mega churches out of you may thousand pastors be born may thousand missionaries be born hallelujah i see you becoming a financier of the gospel in not many years to come one person will finance our camp meeting yeah you must believe it you can do it you can do it you can do it may you become may you become a leader in the music industry the area of technology you are leading in jesus name because you are wise the spirit of god so quickly how do you develop i think my time is up but even give me no debbie means me empty sir means empty sir Please, can I get some 10 minutes to round up? All right. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. So, in developing your spirit to become strong so that you can serve God, the first thing that you have to do is very powerful. The way is so powerful and so simple. I think when I say it, you will not say, hey. But when I say, please do something that shows that it's powerful, okay? Okay. All right. Should I say it? Yes. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Number one. Clear the weeds in your heart. Yeah. It's powerful, right? Yeah. yeah. You have to clear the weeds in your heart. Another way of saying that you have to deal with the sin in your life. Other than that, you will not be able to develop yourself. If you want to see the ultimate person is Christ. Christ was able to deal with every sin. And that is why he was able to achieve what he achieved. The reason why I said weeds is because your heart is like a soil. The word of God that we are preaching, the good things that have been implanted, the seeds of greatness that are in you. The seed, the, the, the weeds in your heart are going to compete with those things. And if you do not clear them, you will never be able to, to manifest the greatness in you. And God is going to supply a lot of resources. You know, Pastor taught us about the wine and the wineskin. If your wineskin is not changed, you cannot receive the new wine. If you do not clear the weeds, you cannot receive more from God. Even if God has deposited what you are looking for, the weeds in your life are going to compete with it. It's going to stifle it. You know, the seed that God has planted in your heart, the dreams, the visions that God has planted in your heart, the things that you want to do, they require nutrients, they require attention, they require your focus. But the weeds also require your focus. The weeds also require your attention. The weeds also require the nutrients. So instead of you feeding the visions that God has given to you, the good seed that God has placed inside you, guess what? The weeds, you find yourself feeding the weeds in your heart. And because of many people, it wasn't because they were not great, but because because there were too many weeds inside them there was too much sin inside them and i'm talking about i'm not talking about big sin i'm talking about little little things that are hidden if you don't identify them they'll bring you back if you don't identify the weeds what are the things that is that are stifling the word of god in your life for some people the weeds are friends if you don't learn how to cut your friends off 
no matter how you go up, they will bring you back. Do you know why someone said, oh, it, I, I know, I, even though I roll with these people, like, I don't listen, it doesn't matter. No, everything matters in this world. You are always influenced by people. You may think you are not being influenced, but you are being influenced. Ask yourself, what have my friends made me do? How, what have they made me read? What have they made me watch? What have they made me listen? Where have they made me go? They are influencing you. That is the way that you have to clear. For some people, it's of unforgiveness. For some people, bitterness. If you don't, listen, after this comes, when we break, pray, ask God, God, what are the weeds in my heart? There are some people that you may think that you want comfort. It's not comfort. It's actually greed. And it's actually selfishness. You know, someone say that, oh, I don't want to do this because I, it's too some way. It is actually selfishness that is working in the heart of the person. It can be pride. It can be pride. Someone said, I, I don't like the way this person is talking to me. Let me tell you, a lot of time is pride. Many times. The reason why we talk about honoring loyalty is not because we want it. It's because that is the right thing we are teaching you so that you can grow well. But it's not because when you do that, we have no. No. There are many people, you know, when I hear people talking, I sense pride. The person cannot be calmed down. The person is always arguing. The person cannot be sent. You know, the person, we can't, just, we can't, we can't send you. We can't call you. You did something wrong and maybe we, we forgot ourselves and rebuked you publicly. You are offended. You may, listen, you may think, you may think you have a cause, but guess what? It is your pride that is being exposed. And what God is going to do is God is going to bring you to the place where there is going to be people who are going to break your pride. Expose your pride. God, the situation, the circumstance that you find yourself in, it is what is in your heart that attracted those things. You cannot say, even if you are not happy with what people are doing, it's because there is something in your heart. What you are not happy about, someone is happy about. So it is not, it is not the person that is the problem. Or the school, it is you. You are the one who is at the problem. Someone, could, someone doesn't mind to sleep on the floor. You have a problem. It is not the floor that is the problem. It is you that is the problem. Your heart. So you must clear the weeds in your heart. And in, in, in Timothy... He talks about flee from youthful lust. And because we are young, that's why I want to emphasize on that. We must learn how to flee from youthful lust. The lust of money. Many of you think that you want to become millionaires. No. It is rather lust that is driving you. Why do you want to become rich? Why do you want to have a name? You see, some people, I, there was a particular place that, hey, the person, the person had just been made a pastor. And the member just said, Oh, so so elder so so and so he said, Hey, I'm a pastor now, eh? Huh. You don't Rebel, rebellious, you must learn how to honor. You see, and unfortunately, listen, these things, then let me tell you the reason why you are hearing many scandals among people, people of God, is because they, they did not deal with the weeds in their hearts. There are many men of God that they, they were not able to deal with the weeds of love for money in their hearts. You, listen, if you want to develop a strong spirit, come to the place whereby whether you have given money or not, you are okay. That is why when God calls, God, God calls, said, go without anything. Because God wants to teach you how to learn, how to, how to make money nothing. So that money does not control you. If you don't deal with the weeds, the weeds are going to rule over your life. Going to shatter you. Shatter your life. May you deal with the weeds in your heart. Amen. There are some people that, you know, there is lust in their hearts. As for me, like a man of God, a woman of God. You know, praise the Lord. What, what, what I'm about to say, I'm even afraid. It's so huge in my mouth. I went somewhere. You know, I got born again in, in 1999. I'm an ancestor. <laughs> so I have been, I have done a lot of ministry. 
Guess what? Listen. You can be in the company of seasoned men of God. Not seasoned. They are not seasoned. Like people with giftings. I have seen giftings before. And after ministry and everything, and you come by, you say, Charlie, me dear. I do it. Oh, me who They even joke about it. They go, I, I like women with boobs. Big breasts. And you know, they like to they like to be they like to be, you know, contemporary. So I like women they, now they don't say breast boobs. I like boobs. I like I, I like I like bats. It's one I'm You see, people are laughing by it's in their hearts. The, re- the reason some the reason some people some people you know someone came to me and he was saying that oh he likes a social and so lady but he feels like the lady is does he know the lady is naive i said he's a man of god i think are you sure that what you are saying that the person is naive is not because you are you like bad girls and i asked like what kind of background are you coming from and the person said listen listen in your heart uh, deep inside you love bad girls and I, and I and I said you like it, it's what you are saying in your name is because they don't know how to flirt. You like someone who can flirt with you, and that is, and I see that in many young ministers. Young ministers, listen, don't be naive. If you like bad girls, bad boys, there are, there are a lot of ladies. They will tell you that pastor. You ask them, pastor, I. Uh, this person come for uh, do you like it? no pastor i don't like that he said but what was what was wrong he said pastor i don't know what what's happening but i just don't when i pray i'm not convinced it's like okay 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 so so what 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 exactly what exactly it is like pastor is like the, the vibe is not there you know the vibe in their hearts what what they say listen what they say is like he said you know the, the christian brothers they are not romantic at all it's like they don't know how to, they don't know how to treat a woman they there you did there you are saying you want someone romantic as for the romantic you will get but what is going to follow you 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 don't know that really deep inside your heart what you are looking for is someone who is able to arouse you and who is able to treat you in such a way that you feel the tingelenge? Listen, that tingelenge is arouser. It's arouser. So really, what you are calling romant- romantic is that you want someone who can flirt with you. It is not that there is no vibe. It is not that there is, the vibe is there, but it, you, the person doesn't flirt. That is why. So, if you don't deal with it, you are going to marry a beast. Yeah. You know, there was, there was, I was, there was a, when I was on campus, there was this papa. Ah. And then I was told that this, I was told that so, so and so was the, was the beloved. I said, my I said, ah, what's wrong with him? Because it's like, he, the lady and papa who, far away. But the lady was pretty. And I realized the lady, the lady, she's sensual. And I knew that no, this man of God, this guy lied the, the lady because of because the deep inside the, there is a problem in the person's heart. So when people even when people say they like a particular person, eh, I already know what is inside their hearts. When they say I want someone who has swag, you listen, let me tell you. People, people, many times eh, the kind of swag that you have, many people who have swag, eh, they have issues. Many I can tell you that many people who are going around with swag and other things eh, many of them have sexual issues and th- and that is why and that is why you hear people saying that people saying that they married they they thought they had married a man of god no listen listen they were attracted to the person's swag they were not attracted the person swag they were attracted to the person's swag that is why so if they don't deal with their weeks if you don't deal with their weeks you are going to marry the wrong people and that is the main reason 
that is the meaning that Christian brothers, Christian sisters end up entering relationships that their hearts are broken because they think that they are they are attracted by wrong things. And if you don't deal what is inside your heart, it's going to shut everything up. Some people say, "Oh, like the Christian brother, I'm tired of them. I'm going outside. Go outside. You see what is outside." Now, how do you clear, how do you clear the weeds? How do you clear the weeds? One of the first way, the principle of repentance, it means be transparent. You must learn how to be transparent before God. So check what is inside your hearts. When I was growing up spiritually, I was not naive to know that me, there are some things I like. So I'll stay away. I knew that I knew that I like I loved movies. I knew that I love movies, horror movies. I knew that I love romantic movies where they are kissing. I I love them. In fact, I watch and repeat and watch. Then I told myself a lie that, oh, I'm growing, and you know, even my little sisters, I can watch it. I was it. I started watching. I watch it's like, oh, I can skip it. I told my, oh, I can when I can skip it. When when they were watching, I skipped it. Then it's like, ah, did they do it? Let me go back and check. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me go back and check. All right. Praise the Lord. Then I went to check. I was like, after going, I was like, ah. Then I went back. I said, Emon Periasi, I say, oh, hey. Then I walked. The weeds. The weeds. Please, please deal with the weeds in your hearts. And guess what? When I realized that these things were inside my heart, I told her, God, these things. And I was transparent before God. And I told God about it. Then I opened up to people who could counsel me. There are many of you here that there are some things that you may be doing in an, inside your hearts. You have kept it to yourself because maybe you are shy. But guess what? Appendicitis. If you keep it to yourself, you will die. In the, in the same way, you see, that is a sickness of the spirits. If you are here, if you are a woman of God, you are a man of God, and you are lustful, you love, you know that you love a certain kind of kind of people. You know that you love money. You know that this thing. You know that there is pride inside you. Listen, deal with it quickly, otherwise it will kill you. It will shatter your ministry forever. There are people, you know, I heard about a certain man of God. Oh. Then you say that, oh, the man of God was chatting with the, with the, with the member. Oh, apostle, you see also, he is like talking about pan, color, the colors of the panties. Hey. And, it's, and it's like, and, I, and it's like, and it's like the people he had trained, people raised up people to do some sexual things. Hey. Then I'm like, I'm like, how? And people were, listen, and people were, were talking about the man of God that how can he do that? He was manipulating them and other things. And I said, no. I said, all of them were at fault. I said, the girls too, they liked it. Because, because, because if someone approaches and tells you that, you know what, I want us to do this, let's keep it secret. And you are quiet. It means that you too, you love that thing. So why do they blame only the person? Listen, there is no one coming. Eh, no one can manipulate you to do some things. If the person did it, me and the person wanted it. So please check. I I I don't know why I'm stressing on this aspect. Praise the Lord. I have to end. Number two is that you, number two is that you have to be disciplined, and number three. Is that you have to learn how to endure hardness and hardship time will fill me to talk about that but the time there comes a time in your life that the only thing that god can feed you with is with problems and with challenges 
God will always make sure that you are in a situation whereby you are you are stretched on every side. Someone is praying that God, I want to be patient. God will, will put you in a place where the people around you will test your patience. God said that God, I want to learn how to forgive. God will put you around people who do things such a way you cannot forgive them. You see, there is a place where the word of God can feed you. But the next thing is challenges and troubles. You will be fed with disappointing things. And it is God who is feeding you with it. You will be praying that God deliver me and God will not do anything. Many people's hearts have been broken. And they feel like it's God who was feeding them. Because God wants them to become strong. Because you see, you, because the world is wicked. If you don't have a, develop a strong spirit and a strong mind, if you don't learn how to be rejected, if you don't learn how to be disrespected and still be fine, it means that you can still be manipulated. Anyone who cannot be rejected, anyone who is afraid of rejection, anyone who is afraid of disrespect, anyone who is afraid of such things, the person can be manipulated. God doesn't want us to be manipulated. You cannot serve God if you can be manipulated. No one should be able to manipulate you. And that is why God will allow things to come and tempt you. Because after that, he said, the Bible said trials. He will say in that he works out patience in you. Every man of God, every person that you see, the person has been tried. You'll be tried. You are like gold. But God has to refine to a pure gold. May God refine you in Jesus' name. May God give you strength to overcome every challenge in your life in the name of Jesus. If any of you is going through something that you don't understand, that you wish you have prayed, God is not answering. If you have so seen nothing is happening, if they listen, God is working something beautiful inside you. It's because God is dealing with some things that He knows that is going to affect you. It is because God is making you strong in the name of Jesus. May you become strong in Jesus' name. May you develop a strong spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. God bless you for listening. Go out and work wonders by the impact of this message. Kindly subscribe to this podcast to receive updates on new messages. Shalom.